It's time for Getting Down to Business with Mark Mondo. This new show discusses trends, technology, and tactics to help the listener learn more about improving sales, saving money, and fulfilling a personal mission through entrepreneurship. Welcome to Getting Down to Business with Mark Mondo on WVLP 103.1 FM. I'm your host, Mark Mondo. We're on the air in Valparaiso, Indiana, and you can listen to us streaming on the website at wvlp.org or use the TuneIn app on your mobile device and look for WVLP. 103.1 FM WVLP is a local nonprofit radio station based in Valparaiso, Indiana. This show, like many of the shows on WVLP, are made possible by the generosity of donors and underwriters. We accept donations at WVLP.org. Simply click on the support tab and make a one-time donation or sustained pledge to WVLP. All donations are tax deductible. Underwriters are made up of businesses and organizations that support the shows on WVLP. Getting down to business with Mark Mondo would like to thank Holmes by Hortensia, a Coldwell Banker affiliate in Porter County, Indiana, for their support. Holmes by Hortensia has served the region's residential real estate needs in Indiana for over 12 years. Contact Hortensia Moreno or Tiffany Zorio at 219-249-5118 or visit homesbyhortensia.com. Homes by Hortensia, habla español. Welcome to the show. I'm Mark Mondo, the host of the show. Today, we're going to keep driving down the path known as AI. And I'm starting over here. I'm starting to see tangible results with it. And I want to share what I've done so far. First question, will AI be a get rich quick scheme? Absolutely not. But will acquiring AI skills help you save time? and spend less on either tech support or copywriters or having another advisor to hire or another coach? I believe the answer is yes. I believe the AI tools are gonna be a, I'll call it an entry level coach. And we're gonna show you how to use these tools to help you start getting either more sales achieved or more marketing achieved on a shoestring budget. So let's walk through a couple practical exercises today. So let me introduce everyone here who will help me stay on target and on time. So to my side is the producer of the show. She's also a star soprano and she's also my wife. Let's introduce Mrs. Cynthia Zimmerman. Glad to be here, my man. And to my other side from across the pond, we just saw him a couple weeks ago in Canterbury. He has been my daily tour guide through the world of AI. Welcome, Vivek Gargav. Hey, thanks for inviting me again. And you're back for more. That's right. So <laughs> yeah. it's good to see you again. Hey, hi, That's Cynthia. right. <laughs> so a little backstory here. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had to take off a couple shows. We weren't able to produce them because 
Cynthia was on a tour of Canterbury Cathedral. What were you doing in Canterbury, Cynthia? Well, I am the section leader for Sopranos for Christ Church Choir, which is located in Winnetka, Illinois. And every two years, we do a choir in residence at a cathedral in England. And this year, we did it at Canterbury Cathedral. We were there for a week, and we sang for each evensong service in the afternoon during the week on Saturday, and then also their morning service and evensong on Sunday before flying back to the States. And it was just a wonderful experience, always is. We did a lot of touring outside of rehearsals, and everybody had a good time until we got on the plane and then everybody <laughs> got COVID on the way home. Yes. <laughs> you, you had quite a, quite a jam packed uh, itinerary this time as well. Yes, we it did. It was very sad to have missed all of your performances. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I was That's there. okay. We had time. We had a fun time with Vivek and his family at the cat cafe oh, called yes. Canterbury <laughs> Tales, T-A-I-L-S. <laughs> During one of our choir, you know, choir breaks from rehearsal, it was quite fun. So essentially, we hung out with right, literally doors, you know, steps away from the cathedral. It, it, it's a tiny cafe. You get yourself your teas, your coffees, some finger sandwiches, and you hang out and you pet cats. They are not for adoption. They are just cats in residence, which is a little different than in the States. It was an all vegan, there, the food and stuff was all vegan as well. Yes. Except for the cream I had with my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was a fun way to relax with friends. And it was right outside the cathedral gate. They still have, the cathedral is still walled in and still has its gate, this beautiful big gate. And Mark and I were staying at the Canterbury Lodge, which is right next to the cathedral, literally footsteps away. And every night we'd have to knock on the door to, for the gatekeeper to let us in so that we could go back to our, our room. So it was quite fun. It was literally a medieval gate protecting us from the hordes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first time I've actually been back to Canterbury since know, maybe 30 years. I, I did my first undergrad in the University at the top of the hill. So we'd been to the cathedral a couple of times. But, you know, you're kind of <laughs> when you're there, you're spoiled. You're like, yeah, I could go right. to that later. You know, just like we do with the Sears Tower here in Chicago. Yeah, I've been there a couple of times because it's always an option. And you maybe been there once yeah. or twice, you know, in, you know, in 40 years of living here, 50 years or whatever. Three of us got to spend time. We got to spend time with the Vivek's family. Just a fantastic summer. And uh, what we had to do, though, today is actually, get, as they say on the show title, get back down to business or getting mm -hmm. down to business. We're going to stay as pragmatic as possible. And Cynthia is going to keep us on target here to make That's sure. That's my it's role today. Timekeeper. Not only timekeeper, but make sure we're not getting off the rails when it comes to too much techno babble. Okay. And getting in the sidebars on debates and, you know, wondering whether the chat GPT robot can have a debate between Einstein and Shakespeare on, on Macbeth. You know, we're not going there today. It'd be fun. That's another, another show for another day. But in the meantime, what I need to do is I want to talk about what I'm experiencing here as a challenge at my, my company, which is Mondo CRM. And Vivek has been my tour guide this year on learning AI. We've had this on a couple other shows, but I think today I want to get a little more down to the nitty gritty and some tactics you can take away. 
today. So uh, what we're going to talk about is the initial challenge I have, and then we're going to start talking about a solution you can start implementing. And at the end of the show, we can send you to a website where you can download some, I'll call it a white paper for lack of a better term, uh, download a paper on how to implement this for yourself. So there's something tangible at the end of the show. So let's get nice started. A recipe as well. A, a recipe. recipe. That's right. It's like yeah, cooking. Exactly. So let's get to it. The challenge I have, and I think clients in my audience are mainly small business. They're not Coca-Cola or Budweiser that are managing billions of dollars for a budget. And they got, you know, that whole, literally home recognition where they're advertising just for the sake of advertising. Their brand is known. They're just advertising because they can. Uh, for people like Vivek and I, we don't have that household name recognition. So how are we going to get more business? So the challenges I have is I need to find clients because for the last 25 years, I've depended on a certain brand of CRM software. Unfortunately, that brand, like many companies and many brands, of, they may have a downfall and they're losing brand awareness. So I have to go find new people. And I don't have money to go buy a billboard on the interstate. I don't have money to hire a full-time telesales person. A full-time salesperson could be, I don't know, $50,000 and up plus commissions and all the other costs associated with HR. I, I don't have it. So what am I going to do? Well, the first thing I've tried in the traditional sense, maybe 20 years ago when I was you know, starting up my practice, I would do local networking. I hit the local chambers of commerce and I would find these little groups. One of them is called BNI. There used to be another one called LATIP. I don't know if that's still around anymore. So you would try to go on site and try to meet people and shake hands and feel awkward, especially when you don't know anybody, but you try to get yourself into the, ingratiate yourself into the group. And over time, you'll build trust. It does work. It takes time. You got to find the right people in the right audience. This quarter, I have been doing this. I've been uh, working the Lake County, Illinois circuit. I've joined one chamber of commerce, another networking referral group, and I'm also on two other ancillary groups. I think many small businesses are in a similar kind of situation, especially post-COVID. I, I know it's slightly different to us over in the UK to the US, but... Oh, COVID hit, hit here too. I mean, yeah. it hit here in terms of like shutting down business for yeah. networking. They they had to shut that off. Yeah, down. it was, and and the, and the uh, we we had a lot of. Uh, I think that's happened in the US as well. Uh, a lot of redundancies, and you know, what does a person that's still in their prime, you know, got lots of ideas, lots of experience, they can use or they have used their redundancies to start up new businesses, but you know that that very same problem how do you get new business how do you get sales when you can't afford a salesperson you can't afford a marketeer you can't afford all, all the digital large digital campaigns that the enterprise or established brands or businesses have um, google ads i mean that that, that you know yeah. it's google's revenue but that's a that's a part in and of itself it's not only expensive an industry and it's so you know you you have to the, the people that understand it obviously they've taken time and effort to learn the intricacies of it they charge for it and rightly so but when you're a, you know, a startup or you're a small business what do you do i mean 
<laughs> it's almost as if you 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 you've had the idea, you've got the the initial flow, you you know there's as a valid business case. What do you do? How do you get your first customer? How do you get your next customer? How do you get your next ten? How do you get next twenty? I think it's a very real problem, and it's for even for established businesses, it's it's a very real problem. I think the great thing that we've got available to us that earlier generations didn't have and that is the internet and now we have ai which can expand our team so to say i know i'm interjecting on where, where you no 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 let's thing, this is part but, of it you know i was just gonna say I, I, but I, I just think you know this is a problem that every small business uh, even enterprises face that you know the cost of sale how can they always want to grow right yeah. The shareholders are never satisfied. Yeah. So here we are. We got to figure out another way to do this. Vivek has been on the show twice. We've been talking about AI. We had Scott and Susan Westwater before, and they are way deep into AI. What we're going to start talking about is building that recipe on how we're going to leverage AI to earn more new business to people that don't know us, that aren't going to be at the local chambers. They aren't associated with the brand known as Mark Mondo or Caldera Associates, which is Vivek's firm over in the UK. So what do we do? I suppose the first thing, it's it's, it's an obvious point. It, it, it sounds, uh, you know, I, I don't want to sort of sound sort of going to use a, a British saying, teaching grandmothers to suck eggs, but I'm informed that means absolutely nothing to... And to it also sounds customers. disgusting, but anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Again, keeping us on the level. There she is. But before you can actually start talking to somebody or a, a new prospect, you, you have to actually define who who is your customer. And, you know, marketeers talk about buyer personas. And I always used to, you know, I'm a very grudging marketeer, <laughs> but I always used to think of it as fluff until I actually started trying to put together marketing strategies. And I think, Mark, yeah, you, you, you had the same stumble. It's, yes. it's all very good. Yeah, we, we have a clear picture in our head unconsciously of this is who I'm going to sell my, you know, I've set up a new uh, sweet shop and I've got all these wonderful uh, boiled sweets and humbugs uh, to sell. In your mind, unconsciously, you have your ideal customer. Yeah. And, and, and you have to gear your entire communication. And that's what an, an email or campaign will be. It's just you're, you're having a, a direct conversation with someone. And, and that's the same when, when you're dealing with the AI. You're having a conversation. What are you going to say and how are you going to say it and to whom are you going to say what you've got to say to? And I think that that was that was our first uh, <laughs> entry into this. Was, of uh, first of many stumbling blocks. <laughs> you know, I've been trained or I've been self-taught over the years to go after writing the email first. And Vivek, through his research and his experience, are taking this backwards so I'm, I get too much into the detail of like, which font am I going to use and how is this sentence going to be structured? What a marketeer or a marketing strategist is going to ask is, well, who is this ideal client of yours? And I say, well, it's this guy or this lady. What about that? What are the, what are the, tell us more, not, not just where he or she lives, 
we need to know more. So I'm going to lay out what I call my ideal, my ideal client. And what I had to do was really ask myself very, very tough questions about this. So did the AI, actually in our case, before we lay out my details, when you built the your ideal client profile, Viv, did you have the uh, chat GPT ask you the questions or how did you build that ideal client profile? Mine was actually a two-step process. My journey started uh, a little while before AI exploded into the world. So I had sort of fleshed out a very nebulous kind of persona, but I had an idea. And, and, and I think that's the important thing. What for us as business owners, we can put together ideas. We can string like in a bullet list. We may have descriptions and they're not very concise. They don't flow very, very well. And that's how mine was. I landed up putting it into one of these mind charts because it was just all over the place. When I started using the AI, what I actually did, and you know, I'm, I'm incredibly lazy. <laughs> no, you're not lazy. You're a fish. I exported the mind map out into a bullet list, into Word document. I copied that. And then I told the AI, look, this is, and it's a conversation again. This is, this is why, you know, I think AI is such an invaluable tool for our small businesses. And, you know, this is exactly what you did as well, Mark. Explain to the AI, this is what I want to achieve. I want to create a marketing campaign. I want to increase my inbound leads. I want to increase my brand presence, et cetera, et cetera. This is the problem I've got. Nobody knows me. Nobody's interested in knowing me. I, but I know I've got a valid thing to talk about. This is the kind of person I want to talk to. I'm going to paste it in. Can you help me? define my ideal customer better based on the gump that I've just pasted in and keeping in mind the challenges that I have and my ultimate aim. So and before you go further, when you're talking this line of bullet points and you went to the AI, I, the tool that we're going to stay within today is called chat GPT. We're going to stay there. There's a dozen other out there, but I want to stay in chat GPT because it's free and easy for people to set up. When you look at that blank prompt, it just says, send a message. Yeah. Did you literally just put those bullets in? You know how people are used to Google, you throw some words in the top of the box. You Did you actually take this conversation you and I are having and just spit it into chat GPT? The approach I take is as if I was talking to a human. It sounds crazy. It sounds, you know, I've completely lost. Well, I have lost my marbles. But uh, if you're talking to someone that's very keen to help you, you know, uh, and, and you know they've got vast amount of skill, vast amount of knowledge, a vast amount of experience uh, in many, many things. What you've got, to, uh, and, and, and they really want to help you, and they're very eager. You've got to give them the context. You've got to uh, explain to them what aspects of their knowledge, their background, their experience you want to bring to bear on the problem that you've got. So, you know, you can sort of say, look, 
I want you to put on your marketeer hat. You know, imagine that you're able that you've done lots and lots of marketing campaigns. You've done social campaigns. Uh, you created grand strategies, but I'm a small business, so I, I can't afford or do campaigns such as Coca-Cola or PepsiCo or whatever. So keep that in context. So what we're doing with the AI, you set the context, you get it. So you're, you're um, warming it up. Is it like a warm up almost? Yeah. Well, it is, but it's just as if you were talking to somebody, you know, you bump into someone whilst you're on holiday. You know, you don't just immediately splurge out your entire life story. You, you, you have a little bit of banter at the beginning, just so you understand the context of each other. You know, if you, if you were talking to Elon Musk and you were trying to talk about the problems, you, you know, you have the, the, the target checkout. He's going to have no context. He's not going to be able to understand, you know, a person that goes around in a $200, $200 million yacht understanding, <laughs> you know, a dodgy shopping cart. <laughs> so, and that's the same with, with the AI. It's that you set the context. Within this context, this is how we're within the, these limits. This is how I want the conversation to be. And then you have the conversation of this is what I want to achieve ultimately. These are the problems that I'm facing. You could even put a full SWOT analysis on it. These are my USPs. It, you can go in as much detail as you want. The more detail you give an AI, just like a normal person, the more information you give a professional about the pro uh, challenges that you're facing, the more pertinent the answer will be coming back. And this is where it differs from something like doing a Google search. Because with Google search, you want to try and keep it to the very specific keywords. If you put in throwing too many words, you'll just get a load of random junk back. A thing with AI, it's the, the modern types of uh, AI are designed to understand the nuances of human conversation. So what they actually look for, and they really understand it, it's quite spooky, is the hidden message inside a wall of text, the subcontext. And this is where things get really quite intricate because you can put together your thoughts. You can put it out on, uh, and, and it can be fairly incoherent. But the AI, the uh, LLMs, understand the context. They understand the intent of what you are trying to achieve based on what you've actually put down. And then they, they, start, they start putting a structure and a shape around these random ideas. And this is where, as, as business leads, we, we've got so many things going on in our heads. We're, we're unable to actually put it down, have that quiet moment, put it down in logical things and flesh out a character. And this is what the AI does. We give it the ideas and it comes out with the answer. All right, so here's what I did. Let's put something, we got that part. Now I'm gonna lay out an audio here for starting this point. This is how I warmed up ChatGPT. Remember, ChatGPT, it's this innocent, knows a lot about a lot. And, you know, it's got the world's knowledge up to essentially 2021. Okay. So what, I gave it the following conversation to start. And what they call a prompt. And I just literally wrote it this way. And I'm going to read off just like the first paragraph here. I said, you. You mean ChatGPT, you're a marketing consultant helping me write a series of four cold emails. 
Here is some context. Bullet point one, the company is Mondo CRM, a CRM consultancy out of Grays Lake, Illinois. Bullet two, asterisk, it has been in business for 25 years. Bullet, for this campaign, I want to emphasize a local support option within Grays Lake and the greater Lake County, Illinois area. Next bullet, we are a product agnostic consultancy. We support ACT, Zoho, and Wired Contact CRM platforms. We have worked with B2B companies in manufacturing and distribution for companies with long and complex sales cycles. I did, Google would not know what to do with that. Therefore, this is how you warm it up. It's just like having a, I would say almost a conversation with someone like, here's what I actually, uh, there's a guest who's been on the show a couple of times in the first couple of shows, his name is Michael Wyan. When I retain him to write complex articles, he just says, give me bullet points and he'll expand upon it. So it's literally the same way, you know, some people want to think. It's thinking the way almost a person wants to think or take in that information. So I'm using literally the same thing. Um, then I go on and this might be a little, you know, we have a few minutes here to get into before we take our station break. This is just the first half of the prompt. And then I say, well, okay, we have that, but now I want to talk about the ideal client profile. Like what Vivek was talking about, we have to actually define who this ideal archetype is. That's what every marketing agency is looking for. Every lead gen agency that solicits you, they want to find, you have to define the ideal client profile. So I didn't say start generating emails yet. I said, well, I have to give you context of the ideal client profile. So I haven't even hit enter yet. I'm just giving like the warm up, the start. Then the ideal client profile. Now this would be in our case, I'm just gonna read off what I know from my, from my clients. Uh, we, we, we say we're, uh, our business size is three to 30 users. They're primarily in the B2B sector. They're sales directors, owners, or marketing directors. And I read off a couple other things like they're not interested in doing programming themselves. They just want, they want a human touch to do things. They're looking for CRM with complex features like reporting, digital marketing, workflows, automation. And I just lay off all these different characteristics of what they want to do. It's just like having a conversation with Vivek. It's like having a conversation with Michael, who helps me in marketing, we are literally just laying out bullet points of text. There's other buyer characteristics. We, we say things like uh, their goal is to optimize business processes and improve efficiency through robust CRM. Their challenge is they, they want to handle complex needs, but they don't want to get involved in the programming and how they want to be talked to. So this is an executive summary. I hope this wasn't too long of a ramble, but I wanted to, I just laid down a bunch of bullets. And it doesn't even have to be in order. No. You know, yeah, that, then that's the cool thing is as your thoughts come, you can put it down. And it, it, it's, it, it's, it's liberating having uh, something like this, you know, and allows us as small businesses to come up to the batting crease and, and, and play on a level playing field. Really. So I'm mixing all my metaphors there. <laughs> and that's okay. And that's okay here at the, at our show. We can mix all the metaphors we want. Um, Absolutely. Well, I've it, for me, it was very clear what you're trying to do. So continue. We have this. This is literally. I did the the first half and the second half of those statements. That is literally one block of text 
I threw into the AI. And I said, after all that, let's help create a four-message cold email campaign. Why did I choose four? It's somewhat arbitrary. I think individual results may vary. We know it's highly unlikely that the first email you send somebody, they're going to pick up the phone or reply. If you get more than five or six, I think you're just going to be annoying if they don't respond by then. It's a balancing act. It's a little more subjective than objective. I was at a chamber meeting yesterday, and this guy's a marketing agency. He's a telesales marketing agency, and he thinks that the number's 27 touches to get somebody's attention. I don't think a 27, uh, 27 cold email campaign or 27 emails over to somebody is going to be the right way to do it. He use, I think they use a combination of cold calling and, and uh, emails. So individual results may vary on how many emails you want to send off. But I said, let's just start with four. And I gave it that wall of text. And in about a minute, it gave me four more emails with the subject line and why it did that. And the order. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So what do we have now? Now we can start with, we got four emails coming out. Now, I what I did not do was copy and paste and fire it off. I th believe these still need some refining. Before we get into the next segment, we wanted to let you know you're listening to Getting Down to Business with Mark Mondo on WVLP 103.1 FM, a community radio station out of Valparaiso, Indiana. Thanks for listening, and let's continue. All right, we're back. And now that we have four emails generated in a minute, do I go in and just copy-paste and send it off through Outlook or Gmail, eh, you probably shouldn't. So what I do is I'll look at the first email and you can actually talk back to it. You know, not talk back like being a smart aleck, but say, hey, I don't like the subject. Next command is let's address or find me five different variations of the subject line. So in this email, I can say, well, we're looking at my sample here. Enhance your local, enhance your business with local CRM expertise. The subject's okay, but I can go in there and say, hey, on cold email number one subject line, let's try to talk about adding my town name or how can I incorporate that I'm in Lake County and I'm a local CRM expert in Lake County. And it can come up with variations of that theme. Or what I don't like is the opening phrase in the email. What I did is the opening email says, dear first name, of course, you got to email merge your first name. I hope this email finds you well. I wanted to introduce you to Mondo CRM. I don't know if I like that opening phrase. I hope this email finds you well. It's, it's not, I don't know. I, it's just off yeah. on my feel. It's a feeling. Okay. Mm. Somebody reads that, they're like, really? delete. <laughs> so I had it go back and forth. I think I go back to my subject line in one of my templates. I said, I hope your week is being prosperous or something to that effect. You know, something a little less 
cheesy. Yeah. But it's still always hard to find that opening sentence. But the key is you can have the AI have an infinite conversation yeah. with that. You know, if you're walking with another marketing human consultant, they may get fed up with you <laughs> and say, well, I don't like that. Well, I don't like that. You know, well, what do or, you like? or, I don't know. And but the thing is, in all that time with, with an actual consultant, you're paying for their time with your AI. Oh. You're not paying, paying for that time. You know, you, you could have a, a whole week of conversation just on your opening statement. And I think it's a perfectly justified use of your time, your opening gambit. But would you be able to afford a consultant? This is where it's going to save you money because now you can engage the AI at your pace without the hourly clock running and just have a conversation that's waiting for you. I mean, the, 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 the comment I made a little bit earlier on, it sounds as like I've been dismissive of marketing consultants. It's, I don't mean to dismiss them. I think they're a critical part or cog in, in, in the overall strategy of an organization. It's just how, as a small business, when you've got a very limited budget available to you and you've got about a million things that you have to do, how do you optimize the most return from the money that you invest? So I would sort of say with a marketing consultant, the best use of their time and that investment is for them to assist you with formulating your overall marketing strategy, your content strategy or uh, engagement strategy, et cetera, et cetera. And then the tiny details, that's where you can use the AI, just, just as you did, Mark. You, you had Michael orchestrating your overall strategy as an organization, your business and your marketing and sales strategy. And he was able to bring to bear his formidable experience and knowledge. The details of this, you're able to save yourself a lot of time and a lot of money by using the AI. So it doesn't mean that you, you can't move ahead, you know, you can move entirely without any engagement with professionals. It's just optimizing how the professional, you, use your budget. you can leverage their an investment in them getting that big picture strategy that it, I think a chat yeah. GPT or an AI engine still not going to have yet. Yeah. I don't think they have that skill yet. I mean, they'll give you some very general knowledge, but that's where a coach or a marketing strategist is going to get really yeah. good. You know, that's where you, I think you got to spend your money on the, uh, on the strategy side. And that's also kind of come in line with our the way our industry has evolved as CRM consultants, 15 years ago, we were getting paid to install software and troubleshoot error messages. And Vivek, uh, he, he, although he may not acknowledge it, he was a developer. He gets paid handsomely to write code. And that's what they're asking us to do. They weren't asking us for strategy, but with the advent of the web, we've all had to adapt into marketeers because the tech support is mainly getting taken care of now with the browser and the technologies changed. So us as small business owners have to, adapt as well. They're not going to pay us to do tech support as much anymore. Uh, so we need to invest in strategy and ChatGPT will help us, will leverage its knowledge on the nuances of marketing copy. I think another little gem in this is something that you had mentioned um, a little bit earlier. It was, it was an off the cuff uh, kind of comment, but I think it's oh. very, very important critical point that we all forget it's it's a, it's a very much an old school sort of uh, saying but people buy from people 
in this very digital world, and we're talking about artificial intelligence here, we're talking about large language models, we're talking about Google, etc. The thing is, whenever you write this copy, you've got to make sure that you keep it, like Michael Warren used to say, keep keep it real, keep it human. And I think this is where, you know, you, you, leveraging all the various tools that we have at our disposal as modern small business owners, like CRM, our marketing platforms, et cetera, et cetera. You've got, uh, with the copy that you do, and the, the AI is unable to do this, is make sure in your templates that you put in a certain degree of personalization and a human touch. And this is what you were talking about, the, the opening statement that you have uh, on the email, where you want that engagement is, you know, our inboxes are flooded every single day with every other business, large or small, trying to interact with us. This is exactly what we've, we're trying to do with our thing. There is irony here, yes, yes. Yeah, but the thing is, what makes us different and something that I, I'm, all, I'm always saying this, small business owners or small businesses, we have something that the large enterprise is desperate to have and they you know they'll never admit to this but they try and act as if they are small businesses every single small business owner pretty much knows at an intimate level a lot of their customers the customers that bring in 80 percent of their revenue they will have very close intimate knowledge or relationship with that customer and an enterprise cannot do that and that's why they use all these digital tools you know, like CRM, why is that exploding in the scene? Because enterprise embraced it because they, they have so much turnaround. The owners are in, aren't in direct contact with their customer base. They can't pivot their businesses. They can't evolve. They can't adapt to the environment. So they need all these systems. As bit small business owners, we can change our business even on a day-to-day -day basis. And I think we should leverage that when we're writing our copy and our marketing statements to have that single USP that we have over the enterprise and make sure you introduce some personalization in, into this and just bring a little bit of your own self. So get the AI to write the, the meat of the uh, email, but bring a little bit of your own personality because your personality is ingrained into your small business. And I'll tell you one thing that ChatGPT gets a little flaky not the flaky is the wrong word if it's a minor complaint about complaint it's a strong word you have to be careful i believe chat gpt writes a little too i can never come up with the right adjective and maybe cynthia is going to and cynthia is going to help us here it's flowery it it can be quite verbose yeah verbose in the wrong places it, it yeah. It's like when I was in college, you had to write, or in high school, write a 200-word essay. And you're like, oh, my God, 200 words. Well, ChatGPT can do that really well because it'll just add all this extra fluff around something that could be a little more succinct. So more poetic than business talk, you think? Yeah, that's a good one. Or what I'm using ChatGPT for, when I want to be more flowery or more descriptive maybe it's about i will actually take our podcast episode i'll put in the bullet points what we talked about today and then i'll have it say be flowery and then it will 
highlight a longer description, and that goes into the website at markmondo.podbean.com. That's using ChatGPT, then I'll kind of pare it down manually with the human touch. Then I can actually go the other way around, like, well, wait a minute, that's too flowery. Can you summarize that in five words? And then I'll try it. All you have to do is yeah. tell it, please summarize. And this is where all the different AI engines come in. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it becomes, to a certain degree, it's the kind of the style of writing, I think. I've used ChatGPT version 4 very heavily. It's just recently, I think it's got a little bit dumb. So I, I've it got dumber. <laughs> it did. It, 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 it's become like me. <laughs> it gets worse over time. <laughs> sort of the antithesis to a good wine. I've been using another AI called Claude, which is free and it's blah, blah, blah. But the take home message on this is very much what Mark, you know, you, you've been sort of saying is that when an AI writes its copy for you, when it writes its content for you, you have to look into it. And it's exactly the same as if, if you ask a professional, say a copywriter to write some campaign emails for you and they send you the email back with a Word document or a PDF or whatever, you don't just blindly copy paste that into your campaign and send it off. Uh, you still uh, proofread it. You, you still ha can have editorial control over what's sent out because that represents you, that represents your business, that represents, you know, your, your investment. So the same way when the AI comes up, it'll come up with its best possible attempt. You might tell it to do it five times, but there comes a point where you have to actually put in your own, and this is what I was saying a little bit earlier on, mm -hmm. not to keep on uh, 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 flogging a dead horse, but uh, you have to put in your own personalization, your your own DNA into yep. any kind of copy. And that's what, when you, when you have that mixture of human plus AI plus passion, really, and, you, and no one has more passion for your business than you do. That's where I think you start getting to a winning formula. So let's talk about, I want to do one quick example of watch out for AI when it writes something for you. So. <laughs> And cold email one, the second paragraph, I said, it wrote, what sets us apart is our deep commitment to local support with a dedicated team based in Grays Lake and Lake County, Illinois. We're here to provide with personalized assistance every step of the way. If somebody read that locally and said Lake County, Illinois, it sounds like somebody in a different country wrote that because we... It, we don't say and Lake County, Illinois. That's something you got to keep an eye out for. Because at the beginning, I was training the AI to say, look, I'm in Lake County, Illinois. But you got to be, you just got to be a little careful. And again, I'm right. I want to keep this target market to Lake County, Illinois and a city of Gray's Lake. So I said, I want to introduce Mark Mondo to or introduce you to Mondo CRM with tw over 25 years of experience in Gray's Lake, comma, Illinois. You know, I'm not going to write somebody within Gray's Lake to Sam and Gray's Lake come Illinois. So, you know, it's just little things like that. You should keep an eye out. Uh, and then I asked it the next question. So it wrote four different emails, trying to focus on our ideal client profile and ran a couple different ideas. Then I asked the question, 
All right, we got four cold emails. How far apart should they be? So I literally asked it as a question. How far apart should they be? And it came up with a formula. It came up like one day, four days, 10 days, and I think 14. So every few days, you know, give them a nice nudge. So I did that. And then the next thing I said is, oh, wait a minute. I forgot. I actually have a podcast. I forgot to give it context. So I said, oh, by the way, can you please rewrite these, update these emails as a call to action? I have two calls to action. I know I should only have one, but I put in two. By the way, here's who we are. If you want to get to know me at an easy level, we have a, a resource called this podcast, Getting Down the Business. So, hey, why not take a look? Why not take a listen to me there? You can learn about me. And hey, if you're open for a conversation, click here to schedule an online session or hit reply. So what we're adding is credibility and ways to get to know me that are interactive and engaging. In the old days, it was a brochure. It's changed. Now here's a podcast. You get to know us in a different light. So my thought is I wanted to keep adding context and I kept letting chat GPT revise it. It got a little out of control where it kind of forgot the first half and then added the podcast. So it got a little confused going back and forth between the two. So I wound up in notepad, just kind of melding together off to the side, but now I've started to create four emails. This is one of the problems that I've actually been experiencing <clears throat> with GPT-4. Uh, less so with 3.5, which I think you're using. I'm on 3.5. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with four, it's got, it gets a little forgetful mm -hmm. and it gets really annoying with my, with my workflow because my, all my workflows embedded with quite a bit of AI nowadays uh, with marketing. And as soon as I get delays and the delays are caused w with the AI forgetting, you know, simple, mm -hmm instructions or previous earlier parts of the conversation and some of these conversations are very long conversations and you know from from what you would have heard with mark and i chatting so far all of this is in in a single conversation they're not separate instances they're all part of a single conversation so bless its heart the poor ai is starting to behave like a upwards of 50 year old bloke <laughs> and kind of forgetting what he had uh, talked about earlier on. And so I think it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's an important valid point, I think, and quite a, a good little workaround is to create a little notepad, you know, text file of the pertinent parts of the conversation, the key elements of it. When you notice the AI becoming forgetful, and then just remind it, these, these are the things that we've discussed. These are the, this is what we're talking about. It's ludicrous. You have to do that now. And this is the, your next set of tasks that, you know, just so that you're clear and I'm clear, this is where we were. This is where, what we're doing. This is where we are. And this is what you've got to do. Yeah. Uh, you, and then you, you kind of refresh. <laughs> um, what it can't do right now is, so you have, Right now, this whole conversation we're doing for today's show is what they call one conversation for four emails. I can't say spin off cold email number one into its own thread and remember everything I talked about before. It doesn't know how to do that yet. 
when you're learning ChatGPT, uh, keep that in mind. There are um, there are tools that when you go down this rabbit hole of AI, uh, there are tools that do allow you to do that, and then you can it all. It all becomes like any software then. There's about a million different flavors and it's just depend on how much down that rabbit hole into, you know, the, this weird world of AI, you, what, you know, when one wants to go down, it's just and staying on, staying on track, I think is the important thing for a small business. This is a case of, you know, uh, stick with the tool initially. To get the and that's what done. I've been doing. I, I'm yeah. stuck with, um, and Cynthia is here to keep us on the level to make sure we don't go <laughs> further off the rails. What yeah. I wanted to do for today's show is mainly focus on the tool called ChatGPT. Yeah. And you you just sign up for the free version. Yes, you you know Vivek has gone. He, he's got. He showed me three or four different other tools. I've started to dip my toes in those waters, but I'm not ready yet. I just want to be able to start being comfortable with one tool first, get really good at it. And then, oh, if I'm running into limits, now I can take that knowledge to another piece of software. But I think I, mean, all, I, th I, th I think all of these things, you know, they all utilize one of the most expensive resources we have, and that's time. It saves you a lot of time, but still learning, learning to use any tool, it does require a bit of time. So again, it's, uh, you know, the ongoing theme of your, your, your podcast of, you know, how can a small business owner optimize their budget, their skills, whatever. It's an opportunity cost. Yeah. yeah, because yeah. it's an opportunity cost. Oh, I'm going to go learn five more AI yeah. tools. Meanwhile, you're, the opportunity cost is you're not actually going out and picking up the phone or you're not actually yeah. going out and fulfilling other obligations you have. But so, it seems to be with, this AI that you are saving some time. So you're not sitting oh, there yeah. Googling and doing the research. You're giving it a task. It's doing the task while you do something else. And as you get better at learning that task, it becomes even more efficient. So I think that's a fair it, statement. It, yeah. And it, it, it's something that I'm very guilty of. And, you know, both Mark and Cynthia have had to had to step in and do an intervention several times. Uh, um, <laughs> if you've gone down a rabbit hole, <laughs> come back. <laughs> it's not relevant. Actually do some business rather than research. Ah. <laughs> research is always important. <laughs> well, that's what Vivek has been really helpful. Uh, it, even, even though he's over the pond, we can still communicate this all the time. I just have to get up early, but he's been... Really, my I'll say an AI mentor of sorts. You know, it's a big title, but he's been our driving force to really get into this. Otherwise, I probably would have resisted the change, you know, or not resisted or just kicked the can down the curb of like, oh, I'll learn that later. I got other things to focus on. In the time we have left, I want to start, I'm going to briefly address this, but we have these four emails. Let's say they're refined. You got one through four, you've got a timeline, you want to present them. Now what? We, we How do you find people that you don't know? That market has exploded. In the old days, you go to the library, you took the yellow pages and you, you hand wrote stuff down. Or you, actually in the late 80s, my, my first jobs in my family business was to go into the yellow pages, look for architects 
And I put all the architects in Chicago in an act for DOS database. I did the data entry and then my dad did all the sales. And then once I had the database up, we actually put, he would do uh, out of act for DOS, put in mailings, you know, because was, there was no email yet. So it was, yeah, we used act to do all that. So the technology, the, the process is similar, but now the data is even easier to get. So we have found, Vivek and I have evaluated a lot of vendors on this and we get solicited several times a day, uh, but we found one provider so far. It was a, a product off of a marketplace called AppSumo, like the wrestler. And what AppSumo does is, I believe uh, they're like a marketplace for up-and-coming software developers. They develop what they call an MVP, or not a most valuable player, but a minimum viable product. So it's a product, it's beyond beta test. It's good. Or it's it's roughly done. You know, it, what's the right word for it? It's, is it's, it perfect? It's a, way, it's a way for a small software house to get some um, capital to take the next step, say it's in, whether it's an R, R&D or market penetration, et cetera, et cetera, because it's a very crowded market, you know. So, yeah, so AppSumo, we found something called, it's a really odd pronunciation, Cloudera, C-L-O-D-U-R-A. AI. It's a company out of India. And what they did is they said, look, for 50 bucks, you got a tool that will go out to the internet, find, it's like a list scraping tool, we would call it today. You can scrape all, you can uh, get up to like a couple thousand names at a time, download them. You can do one click, get to their LinkedIn profile, one click, get to their company profile, do all this company research. And then this is the kicker. This is what we're starting to get really cool. And if I run out of time, I will definitely apologize. And maybe we'll put this in a whole nother show. But you can take that data with the templates we created with ChatGPT and now create automated email campaigns right from the data, directly from the AI engine. And you create and you create what they call it a cadence. And you set up the cadence, how many times you want to, you know, how often are those emails going out and what do you want to say? So it has a built-in email editor, template editor. You could take those emails and I'm, I am starting a four email campaign. I am going to start downloading data. I'll be over the next two weeks. We're going to start downloading data and we're going to start measuring results. And what's really cool is, and I'm a CRM consultant. And it's ironic that I haven't put this data in my CRM yet, but this data is not even lead worthy. They're all suspects at best. So why would I want to convolute my database with stuff I'm never going to use again? And then the killer on top of that, or the, the, the cherry on top of a product like Cloudera is I can, once, let's say somebody is successful in the campaign and I like them, they like me, or at least we have some resemblance of a conversation started i hit one button and it goes to my crm then it becomes a lead so now we're not convoluting the database with rubbish so you can set dollars so so it's 50 bucks all right so here's how i think it's worth us going over time explain that again summarize that idea all right so we got our four email template series 
Cloudera has a tool where you can do business intelligence and a LinkedIn extension so you can pull data. If I want to look up manufacturers in Grays Lake, it will find all those companies and hit a button and have that contact go into what they call a cadence or a drip marketing campaign. They are suspects. They're not even leads yet. And you're not convoluting your live production CRM database with rubbish. And then if they become a qualified candidate, at least a lead or some kind of conversation, you press one button and then it goes into your CRM. So Cloudera talks to uh, Pipedrive, Zoho, I believe Salesforce, and a couple others. So what we've done is we're creating a lead generation process that uh, the software is 50 bucks, chat GPT is free, and I can actually get other data from like the library. Actually, the Grays Lake library is free because I'm a resident of Grays Lake. I can even upload a CSV list and I can start essentially for 50 bucks plus some chat GPT time. Start getting marketing done. Well, that is fabulous. And I think a lot of people are going to find that very helpful. Uh, always to learn new tools, especially things that you can do to save you money and time. And it's definitely got me interested in looking into it just out of curiosity. So we're reaching the end of the hour. And I'd like to thank my husband, Mark, for keeping us on, you know, topic today. I didn't really have to uh, guide him too much. So that was appreciated. I'm surprised. <laughs> and you did a very good job, Vivek. So thank you so much for coming back and being with us today and give us more of your insight on AI. Uh, thanks for being involved. So more more tea and digestive biscuits for you. <laughs> if you've missed some of the show today, you can listen to the replay on Thursday at 1 p.m. Central Time on WVLP 103.1 FM or live stream at www.wvlp.org. And we store the past shows on our website at www.mondocrm.com forward slash podcast, or you can listen to the podcast on your favorite app at any time. We're listed in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Podbean. Just search for Mark Mondo and the show will come up and you can subscribe to the show for the latest updates. We thank you very much for spending time with us today, and we'll see you next week.